against the ropes pod. Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Against the Ropes podcast. Gio Garcia here alongside Christian Mosqueda. We're back. We're back, baby. We are back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. And uh, we have a special guest here joining us. Um, you might have seen her on Ring TV's YouTube channel doing interviews. Or you might have seen her on Instagram, at The Real Fight Girl. Or you might have seen her on other people's podcasts, yeah. right? Or you might have seen her on her own podcast, right? Ladies and gentlemen, Cynthia Conte joining us once again. Hey guys, how are you? Happy quarantine. But um, thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me back. It's it's a little different this time, but <laughs> yeah. um, you know we're going with the times. And there's really something in my eye right now. Sorry, guys. Uh, okay. At least I don't have eyelashes on, but now I still have eye leakage because of my allergies. <laughs> we need to come up with a code word, huh? Because we're live. Yeah. If you need a break, what should it be? Boxing? Uh, <laughs> Arab. Bob Arab. Uh, no, it's good. We'll, we'll come up with one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's new? How's life? Uh, it's, you know, it's going. It, it's been different to be home when you're traveling most of the time and to be, you know, sedentary and just stuck at home where you have to learn how to really use your computer, really be a tech savvy and be a tech nerd. I think all of us will hopefully come out a nerd, a tech nerd after this. I mean, I don't know yet, but we'll see, but it's, you know, it's been good. I've been able to keep busy, stay busy and, um, you know, just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. How about you guys? Same, just adapting, right? Uh, yeah. We are actually in our home. You know, we have a little home studio now. Uh, I know mm-hmm. you're used to seeing the, the studio at, at the university. Everything's, you know, already there. So Gio's been having to, to adapt. And it's a little he, more if, work. If he wasn't a nerd before, he's like another level <laughs> nerd now. But no, it's, yeah, it's again, it's adapting, learning. Yeah, like you said, same thing, just, you know, going with the, with the times, with the technology. And so, yeah, you just have to adapt. No, it's very true. We all, we all are doing it. And, um, I mean, I had to build my own my own podcast studio, my own interviewing little desk here because that's just how you have to do it now. Yeah, yeah, and all so, right. Yeah, and it's 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 great that you have your podcast going. I, I think yeah. one of the few times that you came on our show, you're like, we we mentioned that, mm-hmm. like, oh, it'd be cool to have an all like women cast. You guys have a different perspective. You know, you guys are on the come up, and so with Miss Gloria, with with um, you know. All these, all these. Nancy new, has her own yeah. podcast Nancy's too, as well. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to the first, her first episode with with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so let, let's yeah, talk about fine. your podcast. What's uh, well, what's the name of it? Where can we find it? 
I know you're dropping a new episode tomorrow, right? Ooh, yeah. I am. <laughs> uh, well, my new podcast, same as my YouTube channel, The Real Fight with Cynthia Conte. Uh, you can find it on anchor.fm and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But it's, uh, you know, it first started out as boxing because that is my reach, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then when I really learned about people's stories, I felt that I had, what would you say, I had to give someone the platform to really tell their story. And it's not just a boxing background. Like uh, they just happen to be athletes and uh, the, the things that they've gone through in life, the adversity, the obstacles, they're, they're very powerful. They're very compelling. And there are stories of human beings that really struggle and they come out not necessarily on top, but they still come out fighting and they still fight. So those are, you know, very human stories to me that just happen to be athletes. So, but it's, you know, it's kind of my, it's really been a passion project for me. Nice. Right, awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cynthia, I know you had a, a project uh, with one of our, you know, friends uh, at Break Media. You guys did a, a little segment with Bob Arum, which was, mm -hmm. I thought it was awesome. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that for the people that have not seen it? Well, that was actually my very first one. So Jay Chandri of uh, Break Media, he co-produced my first episode. And the way that came about, uh, 80th and Hustle with Bob Aram, it was when the quarantine happened, he he put it out there, who needs help? And I'm like, well, I don't know how to start a podcast and I'm stuck at home. So I may as well ask him. And he really helped me. And then when he realized who my guest was, uh, we he was like, I want to co-produce this with you. And so we turned it into an audio series because I went through five decades of his life. Hmm. And you know, there's some things that people don't know about him that we only know, majority of the people know from when he's a promoter on, people didn't know he was a lawyer. People didn't know he worked for JFK. People didn't know he didn't even like boxing. Like he didn't give a shit about boxing. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of different things that, I mean, even the old, you know, boxing writers, like the old school writers, they would, t uh, they would text me or DM me. It's like, wow, that's, this was a fascinating podcast because they didn't know certain things about Bob Arum and Bob, and he is so whip smart and just he he can remember everything like it happened yesterday mm -hmm. so that was what was what was so beautiful about it and just telling his story um going down going down memory lane with him we wanted to make it a musical journey through his life and it just happened to be that when i interviewed him it was two days after his anniversary his boxing mm -hmm. anniversary and uh it, it, it felt it was a really special interview to me yeah yeah me. No, I thought that yeah. was great. Um, I mean, like you say, he has uh, decades and decades of experience. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, it takes a certain person to take those stories out. They, you know, sometimes, like especially now in this age in 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 the media, especially in boxing, they uh, certain athletes, promoters, coaches, they could ask similar questions. But you know, the the being in a podcast, digging deep, and you know, being comfortable with the interviewer, you get to get stories that not that you can't get maybe at a fight presser or or elsewhere. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was that kind of interview with Bob. It was two years in the making. Mm. I mean, I've had this this thought, this this idea for two years. I didn't expect it to be a podcast, okay. but with what we have to deal with, I'm actually glad it turned into a podcast and audio series. And uh, not all my podcast episodes are audio series because they're too. It's too hard. Like there's, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, those those kind of series are really reserved for someone that mega, you know, that yeah, their yeah. story Big is time. just yeah. incredible. <laughs> and I do have another podcast, uh, an audio series 
that's in the queue right now. It's being edited. That should have been my third episode dropping, mm-hmm. but it's so there's so much to it mm-hmm. that it's cra- it's crazy. And then my second one was with Rosh Markazi. Uh, yeah. People, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He writes for LA Sports, uh, Los Angeles Sports. Wait, at Los Angeles Times, and uh, he's worked for ESPN. He's worked for many uh, outlets. And his story, I mean, it's incredible. No one, no one knew that about him. And people were texting me at the 15-minute mark, like, oh, shit. I didn't know that about our um, um, Arash. I'm like, I know, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's fascinating to, to really hear their story from their mouth. And it's, I'm like, You're, you should be dead right now. And they're like, I know. So it's kind of bananas to me. Yes. But, you know, and then the next one tomorrow that drops, I decided to drop it because it finished, it, it edited I'm like, you know what? This story has got to be told. And he's not in boxing. I met him through boxing, but uh, it's uh, he's an athlete. He's a football player. So I don't want to give too much away because <laughs> his story, it's its tragic. It's crazy. It's its sad. It's its inspiring. It's compelling. It's powerful. It, it, it's, it's I, I don't know how else to explain it, but um, it made me, you know, it, it really it made me feel what I do. It pushes me more to keep doing what I do. It really fueled me more. I like, I want to cry because it was so powerful. Mm. Ugh. But all my stories like that, they really, they really touch my own heart and it makes me happy at what I do. Yeah. Let me send some shout outs here to the people in the comment section. Shout out to the Dr. Who's podcast. Shout out to Sean from Just Boxing. He says, shout out to Cynthia. Welcome to the podcast. Family. Hi, Sean. Awesome. How are you? <laughs> yeah. Shout out also to Long Live Boxing. What's up to the panel and to the chat? Respect. Respect to you guys, man. Thanks. Thank you guys for tuning in. But let, let's go back to Bob. How, how did you get so cool with, uh, with Bob? <laughs> Bob you know, I don't, it's Bob weird. That, <laughs> it, it, I, I don't know what it is. I think, um, well, I mean, I just go up to Bob and I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm like, hey, Bob, father, what's going on? And he just laughs. And I think that, um, Maybe because I don't really ask the same questions, you know, and I, I, I get it because when you're at a media day, you're there to ask specific questions, obviously, mm-hmm. about the fighters. And I get my questions in, but then I also just, you know, I'll talk to him about weed. I, I don't know how to smoke. I don't smoke it, but he gives me, he gave me a whole tutorial on it. It's on Ring. Like, he gave me um, a lesson on sativa, indica, how he, how he eats his edibles, how he travels. I mean, it's crazy. I'm like, oh, Okay. So, you know, it's a, it's, we become really good friends. And so it's just like, I talked to him and when the podcast came about, I said, Bob, can you, are you able to do an interview for my podcast? You're going to be my first one. I didn't expect it to be expected to be an hour and a half. He's Mm. never given an hour and a half interview ever, Mm. like ever. His PR people were like, wow, he's, and he, he hung up on accident. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like in this sentence, it went click. I'm like, hello. Yep. And I tried doing a Zoom and I'm like, do you know do you do you know what Zoom is? No. No. <laughs> uh, do you have Skype? No. Do you have Facebook? No. Cynthia, just I don't know. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna have to do a phone call and then record mm. it that way through QuickTime. So it was a, you know, it was different. So, but I'm actually glad that I didn't get video footage because I was able to get, you know, do it the audio way yeah. where you, um, you hear the music and I really take you through time yeah. of what happened. But the other ones uh, for 
my third podcast and my fourth audio, my second audio series, I do have video footage uh, of that because there's there's good uh, footage for for that interview. Yeah, yeah. To uh, to go along with it. So yeah, but I don't know. Bob and I we're we're <laughs> we're just cool. Like we just I don't know. It's like. I don't know what it is. It's just like, what's up, Bob? And he's like, what up, Cynthia? <laughs> he always make time for me because it's, um, I don't know. I, I could, you know, we just always have fun and we always laugh about stupid stuff. Okay. And then he'll just, and it's, it's normal for him to just, when he's done with the interview, he just gets up and walks away. Like there's no closing out. I'm like, okay, bye. Blah, blah. Okay. He just <laughs> leaves me. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but that's how he is. Yeah, yeah. So, so I got to see Bob at the uh, Lomachenko workout. I can't remember what fight it was exactly. Um, I'm guessing maybe Campbell. Krola. Krola, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, he, I think he was 87 at the time. But he, I think mm-hmm. he was great for, for his age, right? You see, oh, yeah. you know, whatever he's doing, is working out. Because at 88, it's, it's the weed. It's <laughs> the weed. No, <laughs> no he says yeah. that. It's something he, in the weed. He really okay. credits, yeah. he really okay. credits that to um, his edibles. I'm not kidding. When she said that he remembers everything and that he still... That makes sense. I was like, yeah. Everything's so vivid, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even he credited uh, the edibles to even, like, fighting against the Rona, like, trying to stay healthy. Uh, I mean, it was sad that, you know, when it all happened, I interviewed him, what, two and a half months ago. Mm -hmm. He couldn't see his grandkids. He, You know, him and his wife, Lovey, were just in the house. And he's like, it's terrible. But... um, he, you know, he, he really did take precaution and he did not let anyone in the house. So mm-hmm. that's why I couldn't even get a Zoom because no one, he did not know his computer. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Talking about Bob, uh, top rank is putting cards oh, yeah. now yeah. in Vegas, right? Yeah. June is going to be June pretty busy 9, for them. And I like this because he did mention that if they were going to do cards, it wouldn't. It would just it would also be on the weekdays because obviously it's open uh, to, uh, for them. And he, yeah. they're doing it on a Tuesday, Thursday, uh, two weeks in a row, June 9th, uh, 11th. I wrote it down. The 16th 12th, the 16th. 16th. Oh, 12th is not in Vegas, but the no, 16th, 9th, 18th, 11th, and 25th. 9th, June 9th, yes. 11th, um, 16th, and 25th. That's yeah, so, crazy. So starting this least, Saturday... On ESPN Deportes, this is not top rank, but there's a there's a card in Santo Domingo, República mm-hmm. Dominicana. That's on ESPN Deportes this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, there was a fight in uh, Nicaragua yeah. a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Remember that when mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Roman Chocolatito yeah. came out, did an interview with a mask on. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw this when they were in the ring. They literally like blew them with a sanitizer. Did you see oh, that? Really? I didn't, I didn't catch that. I don't, maybe it was a meme, but I go, you know what? This would probably be helpful because there are places you go through a sanitizer in Asia. You walk through a bar or something and they like, almost like a car wash and they just (laughs) spray you down. Yeah. A little spray down. Yeah. But, uh, how how did you feel about those fights at that, at that time, uh, Cynthia, like when that fight was getting unveiled and they were going to go through with this, how did you feel about that? Like at that time that the, that this event got put together? Uh, the yes, wait, which one are you talking the about? The Nicaragua uh, boxing. The Nicaragua, card. I felt a little nervous, but they're at that time, their numbers were low yeah. with uh, the virus. And, you know, it's kind of like everyone's going to take a, a crap shoot at it because someone's going to have to do it. It's kind of like UFC, who was going to come out of the gate? 
throw, doing live fights mm -hmm. without an audience, UFC did it. And honestly, I actually liked the fights without an audience because you could hear, hear every crack. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Everything. You're a, you're a UFC I'm fighter. Oh. I'm savage, so I like to hear that. Because <laughs> you're a UFC fan as well, right? So you were tuned into those fights? You, you know, yeah, I am UFC, not to the point that I could tell you all the moves that's going on and, uh, you know, the the type of moves, but I've, been, I've watched it. I'm a fan, uh, in, but not enough to be like an expert. No, but I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I got to watch the entire card from top to bottom. The undercard was stellar. They, he really did a good job of putting those cards together with no audience. It was honestly no different to me sitting at home watching the fights. And but this time I could hear them say his teeth, are, my teeth are falling yeah, out. Or, that was crazy. You know, just yeah. like everyone saying, you know, Daniel Cormier, just, you know, he was kind of a coach without him even knowing it. Mm -hmm. And um, I liked it. Yeah. I don't know how it would be for boxing, but I, I would assume it's going to be the same. Mm -hmm. As long as the, all it comes down to is really everyone's health and safety yeah. at, at the end of the day. That's what it is. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the, um, this on the last podcast. It kind of also takes away from the crowd, right? You, in boxing, you, you clearly know who's the, the A side and the B side, per se. And so the crowd really, you know, feeds into, you know, judging, you know, uh, pushing for the, the favorite fighter to, you know, to close out, to, you know, maybe steal a round or two. How do you feel like this will affect, you know, boxing moving forward without, you know, that home crowd advantage, Cynthia? Honestly, someone, a, a, couple, a couple boxers have said this, and at, the, at, at one moment in their life, when you come up as a fighter, you're going to always fight with no fans. Either yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, sure you right. don't have a home crowd that comes and cheers you on, so you're kind of used to not having anyone even there in the audience except the judges, your maybe your family, that your corner, yeah. and um, the commissioners. So it's, and when you're in there, you're kind of in your own head of trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing as opposed to like, am I hearing my name? Mm -hmm. You know, you're really focused and you're just trying to hear your coach and you're looking at your own game plan. You're thinking of your game plan because if you start thinking about the crowd and to egg you on, it's that's when you've already, I, I personally think you've already lost because now your mental game is gone. You've lost mentally. But yeah, kind of like my opinion. Yeah, kind of like we had Alfonso with us this past week and he said the same. He's like, man, people don't even root for me anyway. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, and he said, I didn't, Honestly, I didn't really listen to the people, like, mm -hmm. regardless. He was just so focused that he didn't listen. Like, he knew they weren't rooting for him, but, I mean, yeah, he, he and, wasn't. And, and that's almost like the underdog. It's just that, you know, you're going to be a B-side. Uh, and if you, don't hear, if you don't hear your name, it's just, it gives you more hunger. It's kind of like, now you're really put on the spotlight to really show us who you are when you don't have an entire crowd screaming your name when you're clearly losing. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to some shout outs here on the comments section. We have uh, Courtney Harden, Miss yes. Cynthia Conte, my friend. Hey, what's up? And then he says, what's I, up I to just us? did his podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. All right, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, yeah. give, him some, let's give him some promo. <laughs> yeah, so his, uh, he's from Philly and uh, it's called The Real Deal with Courtney Harden. And it's good. It was, uh, it was good. It, he, he knows his boxing and we we're talking about the same thing of this is before we even found out about the ESPN fights. So it's like, what, um, what would I like to see? How did I like the UFC fights without a crowd and my podcast? And um, it's, you know, it's always good to talk boxing because 
we've all kind of been out of the loop. We only mm -hmm. kind of see what we're reading. Yeah. There was really, you know, you can only ask some someone, a fighter or anyone about what would you like to see coming out of quarantine or we didn't know how long quarantine is going to be. We didn't know when we're going to ever see another fight. Um, so it's uh, it was good to, you know, once in a while talk boxing mm -hmm. as opposed to sitting here editing because <laughs> my hands are, I, like I said, I, I know I'm not supposed to be an editor because it's not fun. <laughs> it really hurts your hands. So yeah, but it's good. You guys should check it out. He's a cool cat. Nice. Shout out to you, Corden. Courtney Harden. I'm sorry, Courtney Harden. Yeah. And then just uh, talking about more a little bit about the schedule. There's a fight also June 6th. Carlos Molina is fighting in Mexico. Okay. That's not top rank, but Carlos Molina is fighting. Of course, he fought against Kirkland. Mm -hmm. He fought Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. twice. Yeah. He fought Mike Alvarado. Yeah. He's an older veteran, but June 6th, he's fighting in Batsquaro, Mexico. Carlos Batsquaro. Molina. Yeah. Mechi Munoz. Yeah, I have to. I mean, I shout out to Dan Rafael. I got his list. I mean, this is one. And we stole it from complete you. List. <laughs> one complete list. Because yeah. yeah. people didn't, I mean, people put just the ESPN, which is totally yeah. fine, but he put out the list everywhere worldwide. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Uh, but yeah, I didn't even know, I did not know 80% of these fights were actually even going on. Yeah. When they crazy. say boxing was back, I'm like, okay, yeah. I know that there's one yeah. this, this Saturday. I had no idea about all the other ones. <laughs> and I knew about the ESPN, but I didn't know they had one. Oh, Telemundo is having a lot yeah. in Florida. I believe is next month, right? New Hampshire? Is, New yeah, Hampshire? Wyndham, yeah. New Hampshire. Okay. Miami, not too shabby. Yeah, and then June 9th. Uh, Vegas, like you said, Shakur Stevenson fighting in yeah. Vegas, June 9th. And like you highlighted, some of these are going to be during weekdays, not just weekends. Mm -hmm. they're gonna yeah, have... be, why not? It's, yeah, it's, especially exactly. if they're able to, and they're going to they're gonna max out their day or their weeks there. Mm -hmm. uh, you may as well. Yeah. And they need it. Like going back to the Nicaragua fights, um, some of the, the, the promoters there and some of the fighters there were quoted saying, you know, people need to eat. You know, yeah. that's one of the main reasons why they were having these cards there, you know, besides having the, the low number of cases and things like that. Mm -hmm. These guys need money in their pockets. Yeah. A lot of people are suffering. So yeah, it's been months yeah. without a paycheck, yeah. right? It's uh, They still had to pay yeah. their, their trainers or coaches, you know, for all the work that they've been doing. So, yeah, they're, they got to get their bag. Um, yeah. Cynthia, what are your thoughts on, we'll move a little bit to, to the Eddie Hearn news. What are your thoughts on Eddie Hearn having, mm. vent, like, having fights events in his mansion backyard? So oh, he, I think it is genius. So level up. Okay, when he said, uh, what is it, F match, uh, fight, what is it, matchroom, whatever it's called. I just, I thought, I'm like, you know what? People said it's not true, but I go, you know, Eddie Hearn, whatever, that is, I completely believe it. You, you have limited... Fight Island, you have Fight Island, which yeah. we are not exactly sure. I totally believe it's somewhere in the Caribbean. Mm. Um, but when he came up, it's like, screw it. I have a backyard, my old backyard, matchroom headquarters, 15 <laughs> acres. If you can build a stadium out of nowhere for Miami for the, you know, his last his own fights, I believe you can just build a whole damn stadium and whatever his house is. It can be housed for the fighters and the yeah. trainers. Why not? If you have the space, you have the money, do it. That's why I said I'm like Oscar. Well, Bob Arum has now um, MGM. So now I'm just kind of seeing what uh, the other promoters are going to do. But I think it's fine. 
if that's the only way you can have fights to keep the fighters busy, to make them money, to give the crowd something to think, uh, something to watch besides the news, fuck it, do it. I'm all for it. I'll watch it. I'll find a way to watch it. Yeah, and we have a Dr. Wu's Dr. podcast here. He's from the UK. Says hey, UK Dr. boxing in the house. How are things over there? I, I believe he's from Liverpool. Okay. Um, okay. So how are things here? Write it down in the chat if you can, Dr. Us for us. And then we have Sean here. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Sean Fitzgerald that local promotions will struggle. I mean, I work for yeah. uh, 360 promotions for Hollywood Fight Nights. And yeah. I know that we're not going to have uh, local fights, club shows, because we they thrive on their 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 fans, yes. their family. That's yeah. how they get paid. That's how the shows happen. So they're not big promoters. It's their, you know, it's it's their come up. So sadly, all those all those shows, like um, for Golden Boy, mm-hmm. the Belasco shows, yeah. uh, Raging Babes, that she was just starting, and I was so sad about that. Uh, but it's you know everyone had a everyone had to cut their uh, yeah. their fights, their their shows. But the ones that really hurt me the most were the the the, the club shows because you know yeah definitely they, they don't have multi-million dollar contracts they're and, just and hoping to add to-, to that to add to that we're not going to say any names or things like that but we've been told from a boxer fighting at one of these um you know not so known promotional companies that they need to sell a certain amount of tickets mm-hmm. right that's how they get yeah. paid right yeah. so now yeah. if you have no fans at these venues mm-hmm. what is that paycheck going to look like now exactly. to begin with you're not making that much money but now mm-hmm. with no fans but- this is where this is where so this the time right now and during this quarantine is when you you really have to think outside of the box Mm -hmm. because we're all so used to going to a fight we we were all really honestly spoiled it's like you show up at this fight uh this media day you get the interviews now we have to go hustle every which way uh we can't leave our homes and um for the guy for the people that do club shows you got to figure out how to get your name out there because you yeah, can't do yeah. it in the ring. You, we have everything at our fingertips. Sadly, I hate to say it because I hate social media, but it's it's a devil. It's a curse and a blessing, mm-hmm. you know, and this is the way you get to be in uh, contact with your fans. And you know what? Look at Ryan Garcia. Everyone, everyone made fun of him as the Instagram boxer. As this, Now look at he has... I don't remember. He had like over, I guess, six over six, like million, six million followers. Yeah. He's making he's he's making money from his all his things that he's promoting. And he has a new YouTube uh, blogging. Or remember, I yeah. talked about it last week. He made a vlog that had uh, I don't know two hundred thousand views already, something like that. Just him, like a ten minute vlog where he did yeah. the little skit about a uh, Gervonta that was included yeah. in the vlog, and just little things like that. Yeah. So it's things like that. I mean, it, everyone made fun of. Well, I, he's, you know, his fans are 10 years old. Okay. Those 10 year old fans have parents. Those parents yeah. will buy things for them, for their kids to shut up. So, <laughs> and they're at home. It's like, mommy, mommy, can you buy this Ryan Garcia thing? Okay. Okay. Just go away. And that's how it starts. And he has built a fan base. Is it the typical fan base that we're used to? No, but he has done something incredibly different that a lot of the fighters, that are coming up need to learn, need to grasp. They need Definitely. to be, you know, forget your PR people. This is a time you get on your IG live, you get on your, uh, your Twitter and you just have a conversation with them because that's the only way that they're going to be able to talk. 
Yeah. Dr. Roos here getting back to us. He says everything is still shut here. Everything is still shut down. Oh, yeah. They're on a complete lock. They're locked down, big time lockdown. Yeah. And then uh, there were talks about Anthony Joshua fighting abroad in the UAE or Croatia. Yeah. I heard about that Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. That's another option. Yeah. Well, they were, I read that Eddie Hearn uh, that is really still trying to keep it in the UK and maybe do it in a smaller venue and have a a select crowd. I'm not exactly sure that means um, because it's such a massive fight. But Anthony Joshua said it best. He said, if I have to fight with no crowd, then so be it. Because if he doesn't fight and the opportunity for him to fight again with possibly a crowd is next year, we don't even know if that's even for sure because we don't know this. This virus is still kind of fluid in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, he won't fight for a whole year. And, you know, he needs to fight. These people, they want to fight. And uh, so that's what I like about boxers. They're like, screw it. I don't care about a crowd. I've fought without a crowd. I just want to fight. Mm, yeah. I want to give my fans a show. So yeah. that's pretty much it. And if we already know that we can't have, well, Fury is already there. So if, they can't have Wilder fly out to UK. No one can even travel right now. Mm-hmm. All international borders are closed. Yeah. Till this day. Till this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Courtney Harden says, man, I feel bad for Raging Babe's show being postponed. Yeah, She's promoting her one, show very heavy yeah, here in really Philly. Did, she really did promote that well. And even her show, Boxing Moms, that uh, Break Media, Jay, Jay yeah. did with that. And it was, it was such a good buildup, a good lead up to that show. And it's just, you know... That's that was her baby, and it's tough. And so now that I know she has a backup plan after a backup plan, they all do. Mm-hmm. It's just now we have to all wait. It's it's like really a waiting game for all of us to see when we can kind of slowly open back, and will it will it make sense to do certain things? Because uh, everyone lost money, and mm-hmm. there's there's really people are people have no jobs, and um, so we shall see. Yeah, and then uh, Sean says they won't even have the events. They can't afford to put on shows with no fans without or other sources of revenue. Yeah, and then Longa Boxing kind of piggybacking off that says most small shows and gyms here in Texas are now closed for good. Sad times. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of, did you see the one, the gym in downtown LA? They closed. Um it has the beautiful, the most beautiful mural outside. Oh my God, I can't remember. By Mad Steez. You've seen that one? I remember seeing a gym. I'm not sure if it's that same one, but it was like a family. It's a big one. Okay. It's a big one that we, there was a lot of, Leo Santa Cruz always did his media days there. A lot of PBC did their mm-hmm. media days there. I can't remember the name. It's like now, but they had to shut down mm-hmm. because they're, they can't pay their rent. No one can pay their rent because there's no, yeah. there's no business happening. Yeah, again, these are small businesses. They go from like month to month, you know, and so one month, two months can be very, you know, be, yeah. Be devastating, yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah. We have a, a question here from Dr. Ooze. What do y'all think about Ruiz training with the Canelo team? Cynthia, I like what do that. you think? I think we discussed this already, right? What do, you, what do you think about it, Cynthia? I like that. Honestly, I like that. I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind if Teddy Atlas would have been his trainer. It would have been mm. weird. That would have been interesting. I was like, <laughs> Teddy that's not Atlas? an ad, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, this is not an ad. <laughs> Slick with it. Uh, I, it's, I, I, because I saw what he did. I, I, I know, you know, Teddy Atlas's style, but I think it's, 
I think Ruiz and, and uh, I think being with Canelo is going to really change him mm -hmm. because Canelo demands, uh, you know, professionalism, you doing your job. He's not going to have someone lazy come into the gym. Like look at Ryan Garcia, Ryan Garcia, before he joined that, uh, before he uh, joined Eddie Reynoso and Canelo, it's kind of like, if you want this, if you want to be great, mm -hmm. you need to, you need to work your ass off for it. You yeah. can't just be a part-time boxer and just have fun. You need to work your ass every fucking day in order to be a world champion, a two-division world champion, three-division world champion, and to be respected. So I think it's uh, Ruiz has never lacked this. The he's a great he's I, he's he's a great boxer. Mm -hmm. He just needed to be like refocus. Yeah, pushed. he needs he needs that. Pushed, and motivated. I think with Canelo being on his ass and just being around the same, you know, being around a team that helps you out and shows you things and you're always, what is this called? Be accountable in a way? Yes, you're okay. accountable. And it's kind of like, okay. And he, and it's been good. Andrew Ruiz has been very accountable on uh, social media with his workouts. And um, I can't wait to see him back in the ring. Uh, he's got speed, he's got hands. And yeah, yeah. he, we've seen his talent now imagine when he's actually really in shape like really fully in shape mm -hmm. and he's even quicker so i'm i'm excited to see what this team um will bring can't do okay. you think he can uh be heavyweight champion once again absolutely Ooh. i think so i think so it just depends on um when those belts decide to come back and if he's still young he's not old so 29, yeah. 29, 30? Around there. He yeah. just needs the opportunity because there's a lot of heavyweights out there. But, it, you know, he beat Joshua mm -hmm. convincingly in the first one. And then he got beat. He got, I mean, he lost already when he didn't work out. So he already yeah. lost the minute he decided to only work out two months prior to uh, defending his belt against one of the best boxers. And uh, did, is there going to be a third one? I don't know. Because... Yuri Joshua sounds so much better to me right now. Definitely. Uh, yeah, that, that's the fight I really want to see out of all the heavyweights, honestly. It's like... It will probably be I the biggest fight in UK history. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> that would be the best, so why not? And may, you know what? I don't know if this is true. I don't, I don't know. Do you guys know if that step aside for Wilder is true? I don't we, know. We know that it's offered. I'm not sure if he will take it. I, me and you have, we talked about this before. I think it's the best. It's like easy money. You need, you need that time away to regroup, to refocus. Let, and let he has surgery recently yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and honestly, it, when it first came out, I thought maybe I go, it could be a great idea because if let's just hypothetically say mm -hmm. no one can travel yeah. to fight, th mm, then yeah. really, <laughs> He's going to may as well just take the step aside money because you can't travel. Anyways, I don't care who you are. You're not going to be able to travel. And you may as well just have the UK fighters fight, fight for whatever it is. And then whoever wins from that. And I know Wilder wants the rematch, mm -hmm. but uh, it's, it's not really up to him anymore. It's not up to it's really up to Mother Nature, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Talking about Tyson, you know, there's still so many topics we want to talk about. We're about 45 minutes in, but we do have a question that here from Courtney Harden, any thoughts on Mike Tyson and Fury talks? Ooh. You know, Tyson Fury did come out and said that somebody gave him a call, mm -hmm. but he Those doesn't think anything of it really. Yeah, came yeah. out of it. All right, that, what you, <laughs> wait, say that again. That I didn't. I don't know what what happened. 
I may be so didn't even there's hear about rumors that. supposedly that Tyson Fury was contacted uh, to ask him if he's interested in fighting for a potential fight with Mike Tyson. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah. I heard <laughs> that. Exhibition, um, exhibition. Match. I think. Yeah. yeah maybe three. The ex- uh, and what did what did Fury he, say? Fury said, "Hell yeah, he would take it." Yeah. But he he said that he didn't think anything would come to fruition from that phone mm-hmm. call. He ne- just never heard back, I suppose. So. Okay, now let, okay, let's let's imagine this. Mike Tyson, I'm okay, 53 years old. You hear that, Mike? That's Mike, by the way. <laughs> Did you hear that? Do you think Fury could take Mike Tyson's punch? I don't think so. Wait, Tyson Fury's Fury? Fast. Tyson Fury, Mike do you Tyson think he fast. can take Mike Tyson's, Mike Tyson's punch? Yeah. It's, I don't think anybody can, can take, take a clean punch from Mike Tyson. I don't think so. I, can he catch him though? Does he have the legs? Yes, that's the, the, speed, the speed, the stamina. The stamina. I mean, who Tyson? Tyson, Mike. Fury. Oh, Mike. <laughs> Wait, okay. Wait, <laughs> Fury and Mike. Let's just keep it. Yeah, Fury. Fury and Mike. And Mike. Does who have the stamina? Are you asking? Mike. Does Mike? You know what? I don't know. Will he have I, the stamina? The podcast. The, he asked me, and I said maybe. I say give him six rounds. But if he fought against Evander, uh, but Tyson Fury is quick like he's so quick on his feet uh i don't that's the thing i don't know if tyson would be able to catch him mike tyson mike would be able to catch him Fury's about a foot taller than he is he's taller but imagine if he cracked on on fury sean says he has to catch him first he has to catch him yeah he has to catch him him first yeah because fury is very slippery maybe the most like this the slickest uh heavyweight you know up there with with muhammad ali he's just very slick very very quick yeah, Mike mm-hmm. Tyson's not, you know, he's 53. Old, uh, prime Mike Tyson catches him. This Mike, I'm, prime, yeah. yeah, this Mike, I don't he's, know. You know, he has still power, but he's yeah. just older and slower. But I don't know if I'd really want to see an exhibition because I don't think that's very fair because he's 53 versus... Mm-hmm. 20, well, 30? Fury. 30, yeah. 30, 30, 31? Yeah. So, no. What I mean, do you think about Mike Tyson's comeback, period? Because we know you're a big fan of, of the GOAT, I Mike Tyson. It. You have that picture I, behind you. I know. I love his comeback. Do I really want to see him back in the ring for uh, uh, to be sanctioned? No. Um, I think it's a little batshit crazy when like the Andrews like they all starting starting to post all their comeback pictures. Mm-hmm. I you know heard what? Roy I don't now like put his, his yeah, name Roy in the picture. Roy Jones Jr. threw his his name yeah. in there. He's Roy's fifty one. I know everyone's throwing in their name. Uh, <laughs> But you know what? I guess they have all the time in the world. Watch yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard's going to come back and say, I want to come back. <laughs> wow. Roberto Duran. Like, Roberto you know what? I, I would love to see all of that for exhibition for yeah. charity. But um, I think it was great for Mike Tyson's uh, mental health mm-hmm. to get back in the gym. And for his brand. Felt like he lost. Oh my goodness. Dude, he's ripped. Like, 53 years old. He's and just even the, the footage of him hitting. Mm-hmm. Fucking, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. Would you want to be hit by Mike Tyson? No way. For a million dollars? No way. Potentially not come back. You won't enjoy, you won't enjoy that money. And <laughs> maybe die or have a concussion. I don't know. Not me. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to get hit by Mike even when he's 80. Like, no. Yeah, but I think no. it's great marketing, like we were talking yeah. about. How many people oh, are going to tune into his podcast every week to see if he gives us new information about this potential comeback? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's 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 he's an he's incredible. I, I mean, he's an incredible person. So 
uh, the life he's lived, it's just uh, for him to come back, even to get in shape. When you look at his before pictures and after, it's like, okay, no one has any excuse not to lose any weight and get back in the gym and get in shape. If he can do it, why not? And then you touched on the mental aspect because a lot of times on his podcast, he mentioned that he just didn't want to fight anymore. He didn't want to train, you know, because it would stroke his ego and it would remind him of the old Mike Tyson, right? The one who went through the dark times. He didn't like that guy. And so, um, but I think it's when it comes to boxers, when when is one boxer ever really done? You know, that's their, that's been their whole job, their whole career, all their lives. That's all they know. And fortunately, uh, some boxers, very fortunate boxers have made their wealth in other things, you know, Mm -hmm doing other stuff. And so luckily for him, he's been an actor. He has his podcast. He has a lot of um, products Tyson that Ranch. he, and I bought yeah. one of his shirts, you know, that um, I should have worn it. The toad one? Like, wash your hands shirt. Okay. It's on his uh, website. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. it says, Mike Tyson says, wash your hands. It's his little, it's his face. It says, Mike Tyson says, wash your hands. And in the back, it shows six steps of how to properly wash your hands. Mm-hmm. And the money goes to, um, I think it's charity or one of those, but. It's probably one of the softest cotton tees I have, just to let y'all know. <laughs> Good you endorsement there for Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, Courtney yeah. Uh, says that comeback money is real. Yeah. Sean says, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. PPV, I'm buying. Yeah. Honestly, Mike Tyson versus anybody for char- charity is a guaranteed buy for me. Are there Man, all- am I the only one who doesn't want to see Tyson fight again? You're the, you don't want to see him? Not really. No, there's uh, a couple I people. Don't. I don't there's a couple people him. that yeah. don't want to. I, don't, I just don't want to see him fight in a that's sanctioned yeah, like yeah. i don't want him to see to for him to really really compete mm-hmm. uh but if i think it's for charity and he only does a couple rounds uh with headgear yeah i was gonna say that with headgear i was like with yeah. headgear because you know i don't yeah. i don't want to see anything bad happen to anyone in the ring when it's yeah. for charity yeah. no i'm not concerned about mike i'm concerned about his opponent <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. That's true. That's true. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I I like what Mike is doing. I don't think he needs to. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, if if it's for a good cause, like they're seeing here in the in the chat, and you know. Yeah, the thing is, the, the way Mike ended his career, you know, he ended it on yeah. a losing note. That's true. Too. And yeah. and that's something that maybe he wants to you know correct. I mean, he's he's already uh, corrected a lot of things in his life. He's at a, a place of peace, and maybe he likes the way he is now. And, he knows he could do something different in the ring. Of course, I, I agree with Cynthia. He probably we wouldn't want to see him do like fighting high level fighters. That's that's very dangerous. We don't want to see Mike Kerr, but you know, like what like Cynthia said, with headgear, you know, three rounds with somebody around his age, someone where they both won't get seriously hurt. We we saw with uh with Julio Cesar Chavez, he fought he fought Travis That was a good <laughs> fight, and you, you saw that the glimpses of their brilliance is still there. Obviously, they're not gonna really seriously hurt each other. They have headgear. You know they're, you know that's it's not like before. So yeah. do I want to see Mike come back with with the proper, you know, precaution and as much as you can take in boxing, you know it's it's kind of hard for somebody to turn down twenty million dollars, which is a very real offer that he's been offered. And then again, they're also throwing you know money to to charities of his choice, and so why not give back? So if everything's done, you know, as the best way possible, yeah, I like to see Mike Mike come back. God, yeah. imagine twenty million just on the table. Oh man! Yeah. Ooh. Man, if I had balls to do that, I'd be like, I'll take a million dollar, two million dollar punch. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, I'd get in the ring with, I, I would get in the ring with anybody but Mike Tyson. For a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Evander Holyfield, it's funny that, you know, maybe they, they were talking about the trilogy mm-hmm. and uh, after the bite fight. So, <laughs> bite fight. <laughs> bite fight. And I recommend so was, anybody to watch the podcast with uh, Evander on, on Mike Tyson's podcast. Oh, they my God. They talked about it and they joked about it and laughed about it. And it was pretty cool. Since we're talking <laughs> about Evander, do you want to tell Cynthia uh, Alfonso's story? I'm about sorry? the cake? Yeah, oh, about the ear. <laughs> oh, oh my what about goodness. It? The, it's, it, you know, Evanderis <laughs> came out on Twitter and he said, for all of you guys think that Mike Tyson, or I don't have an ear, I do have an ear. Like, yeah. he didn't bite the whole thing off. He just chomped on it twice. <laughs> so Alfonso told us that, and you guys can uh, check out the last episode toward the end. He said this story, but long story short, he said that they were at the contender finale or mm-hmm. something like that in a, at an event. Uh, and he saw Evander there in the room and he just stared at it at the bitten ear. <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like? What did he say? He said it was like just like half look like, kind of the same, I mean, right? the same just a he... little pit missing piece, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and he said he was just staring at it and he was debating whether to go up there and touch it or not. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what we said. We we're like, no, what? I would. You know what? If if Alfonso did that, I would not be surprised if Evander knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> Don't touch my ear. Well, he actually touched it. <laughs> he did. He actually yeah. went up there and touched. He it. He allowed him to touch his ear. I think he snuck up he on snuck him. Snuck up right? on him, and he yeah. just kind of just tapped it. A little he just bit. tapped. That's it. That's not cool, Alfonso. That's like not cool. You don't be touching nobody's ear. <laughs> And he turned around and was shocked. He's like, nobody has ever touched my ear. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I, was, I know this is bothering that's me. That's personal space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. Like, we were like, no, that's, that's no. But, um, yeah, Alfonso's like, you know, that when you OCD have a chance. kicking in or something. Yeah, I, I think don't know. so. I think so. But, yeah. Was he mad? Did he get mad at him or just I think his, I think he was just more shocked, more surprised. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> you got balls. That's not cool. Yeah. I bet you a banner the next time he sees me, he sees he's like, you touch my fucking ear. Boom. You can't touch my ear. <laughs> well, he can't yeah. swim either, right? It's a, you, the uh, hands are weapons, so. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know what? I think there's a good uh, segment into the rapid fire questions. Ooh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to throw a series of questions at you. There's about 10 or 15 here. I don't know how to count. But, um... Damn. Okay. <laughs> ballpark. Rapid fire. All right. Um, there's no right or wrong answer. Okay. And, um, say the first answer that comes to mind. You ready? All right, let's go. All right, here we go. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Pool or beach? What'd you say? Pool or beach? Beach. Pancakes or waffles? Um, if they're low carb, either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury? Oh, that's hard. Can I plead the fifth on that one? Is that allowed? Since she interviews it, we'll we'll give her that pass. All right. We'll come back to that one. That's true. That's That's a a tough tough one. one. All right. We can get back to that one later. All right. (laughs) This one might be tough too. Paris or Rome? Uh, Rome. Mm, okay. Okay. Whiskey or tequila? Vodka. Oh, <laughs> Russian. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, vodka. <laughs> Ali or Tyson? Mike Tyson? Yep. 
Mike Goat, <laughs> Mike Tyson all day, every day. Oh, okay. Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I like them both, but Game of you, Thrones. You are the first person to answer that one incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I like, okay, did you like the 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 one after, the El, Dia or El Dorado or El Diablo? El Camino, the El movie? Cam yeah, El it was boring. It was boring. It was so slow. It was so, so boring. But Couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. No, I like on. Breaking Bad. It's just, I like Game of Thrones because, except the last season. Yeah. Every season except the last season, that can be taken away. Yeah. I only watched the last one, so I wouldn't know. See, you saw the, you saw the <laughs> wrong one. Is that the reason one? why you don't like Game of Thrones? Yes. I you have to watch all watch the, the other first, ones yeah. first. Especially the last season, season was the worst one, sadly. I think about it. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Who do you think would win in a dance-off? Lomachenko or Usyk? Hmm. Usyk. <laughs> that foot movement, though. <laughs> it's the foot movement. Yeah, they both, but Usyk. Yeah. Usyk has more moves, huh? That's true. All right, next one. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes or no? <laughs> I like it with it, but I don't like it with ham. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So I would rather have it with that pepperoni works. than ham. So that's my answer for that. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Would you, if you were a boxer, would you rather fight Layla Ali or Clarissa Shields? Uh, Layla Ali. Mm. Oh, okay. Why? Because I could say I fought Muhammad Ali's daughter. <laughs> okay. Like, I fought in Ali. All right. Who is the real quote? Um, next question. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on the I'm list, I'm not going to even answer that <laughs> because, uh-uh. No, I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> I, think I, I think I know the answer based on that. I know, yeah. Right. I'm Let's move on. Let's move because on. Because there's a lot of, <laughs> nope. <laughs> said, nope. All right. Nope. Um, if you only had to keep three apps on your phone, which ones would they be? Three apps. Three apps. Ways. Uh, to get around. Okay. Yeah. Let me see my three apps. Oh, Headspace. Headspace. Okay. That's um, that? my, my meditation. Oh. And. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard about that. Safari, like for Google. Yeah, okay. yeah. Browser. Those Browser. are good. Yeah, those yeah, are good. Phone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't want my phone because I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to say, phone Spotify, is an app. YouTube. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, no texting, texting no, app. No, yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yep. If someone wanted to get a hold of me, I could easily just go to my browser and go to my email, like say iCloud or Google, Gmail, and then find if they really want to talk to me. <laughs> or you send you a pro with a letter, you know, go back to it. <laughs> <A letter. Yeah. laughs> All right. Okay, three uh, weeks later. <laughs> I know, right? My bad. I didn't see it. It was in junk mail. <laughs> Left it on red. <laughs> All right. Next one. I, I have a feeling I know what the answer is, but if you had a choice between making an appearance on the Joe Rogan podcast or the Mike Tyson podcast, mm. which one would you choose? Mike Tyson. <laughs> I would love to do Joe Rogan though. Biggest can I just have the them both there? Like, can I just be a guest <laughs> on, both. <laughs> on both the same nice. day? Gotta take, you should take Bob to Mike. Has Mike had Bob on? Uh-uh. They would have a great time. Wow. Oh, my God. Imagine both of them high as a kite. <laughs> One doesn't. Well, but Bob doesn't smoke. He eats edibles oh, and oh, Mike smokes. So I don't know how he would do with, with you know, contact high. 
But imagine that. That's like breaking bread with those two. They'd be so high as a kite. Oh, that'd be fucking amazing. Well, you know what? Bob Aram did tell me uh, in my podcast. I don't know if you remember. He said, I remember doing some of his fights and people, Mm -hmm. he was so barbaric and scary that he was like, do I regret not signing him, signing him? He said, no. Mm. Yeah. So that I I found that interesting, but I would love to hear them talk. Honestly, it would, that would be quite fun. Yeah. I would get high just to, (laughs) just just and I don't just to hear it in the way that they're hearing it themselves. Yeah. You got to put that together, Cynthia. All right. Get them in the same room. All right. Two more. Um, where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, if you had to give up uh, one for a month, would you give up boxing or the internet for a month? We kind of did one already. That was a good one. We already did boxing. Yeah. So as in just any kind of boxing, even old fights that you can Bo- research yeah, box- on? Everything, everything, including boxing. Everything. everything. Videos, the internet, fights. I'd give up the internet. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And and last one, Cynthia, last one. Who are three boxers that you would name to anybody who's not a boxing fan, who's never watched boxing, doesn't care about boxing? Who are three boxers? Let's say history to make it easier. Three boxers in history who you would tell them, you got to check these guys out. Roberto Duran. Mm. Mike Tyson. I'm gonna say four. Well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go old school fighters because it's too it's too vast. So uh, Sh- Sugar Ray, Ro- who did I say? Sugar Ray Robinson, uh, Duran, um, Tyson, Muhammad Ali. Okay. Three. Three. I don't hear. Yeah, three. Who did I say? Robinson. Sugar Ray Duran. Robinson, Roberto Duran, and Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Okay. Old Boxing school. royalty, right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Nice. They're saying vodka, great choice. Headspace, head, <laughs> good choice, Sean. <laughs> and then Courtney Harden here, history of Bob Arum and Mike Tyson. Yeah, that would be insane. Imagine those stories, Bob Arum and Mike Tyson. Yeah. That would be a five-hour show, yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah. my God. Just imagine just keep it live streaming the entire time. <laughs> no breaks. Just no breaks. Go, just let it run. Let their mics just be hot the entire time. Man. Crazy, cool. yeah. And and let's just uh, go back a little bit to the to the uh, schedule here, because um, that is coming up in June already, which is yeah. crazy. We mentioned the the fights here on Saturday in the Dominican Republic. That's on ESPN Deportes. June six, there's fights in Mexico. Carlos Molina is fighting there. June 9th, Vegas. Shakur Stevenson is fighting. Who was Shakur supposed to fight? I mean, I I I, I don't remember because yeah. it was so. He w- wasn't he supposed to fight and then it got canceled? Yeah. Can I can't remember can't who. Remember. Yeah, I remember it was on the schedule, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah, I don't remember the name exactly. I oh it was I think on uh Conlin's card, I believe, in New York. St. And then Patrick's that it was Day. at that week it got canceled. They were already there. They did the weigh-ins or the, the yeah, they did everything. Yeah, because that was I, that was one of the fights that we thought that that was still gonna go yeah, through. Maybe the last yeah. but then last like yeah. the last two weeks they were just like, no, just pull it. No, they it was uh they canceled it. They were there at fight week. Yeah. They, their presser, and then uh, Bob Aram said, we had to make the difficult choice of canceling it because we didn't have enough tests. 
and mm. to keep the the medics around, sitting around, and then God forbid something happened that they would have to go to the hospital, and we would take a hospital bed when people really needed it. So they had to make that uh, difficult decision of canceling it. Yeah. But um, it's you know what I would, I guess who he's fighting, Felix Carabayo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's the only person that they can find at this time. I know that people were, I know that a lot of people got shit because media is not allowed, um, the dates, the, the matchups, but honestly, we're in a freaking quarantine. I mean, yeah. you can't, you're not going to be able to get the fighters that you really want mm-hmm. that are from a different country. Um, I mean, just yeah. to even get these fights that Nevada, the commission was able to pass, that's already, that's oh, a blessing. Yeah, that's yeah. a blessing for us. And so I'm just happy to have fights. I'm happy yeah. that these fighters can fight and um, make some money. And it's just, I'm happy boxing is back. So we'll just take whatever we get. And these fighters will want to fight. At, at this point, yeah. they don't care who they fight. They mm-hmm. just want to fight. Yeah, and they're going to yeah. fight and often because that's June 9th. Two yeah, days later, June, June 11th. Once again in Vegas, Jesse Magdaleno against mm-hmm. Vicente is fighting. I haven't, I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't seen him fight in a long time. Last he fought, was that the fight at the uh, LAFC Stadium? I believe so, yeah. I think so. I think, so. I think yeah, I think so. So. Yeah. Yeah. so he's fighting Yenifel Vicente. Yeah, 10 rounds. Michaela lightweight. Mayer is on that undercard versus to be announced. So. So. Oh, Mariaga, was that who uh, Shakur was supposed to fight? I think I don't, so. I, I believe I, so. Yeah. Sounds familiar. I remember he was. It was a. <laughs> yeah. It was a good. It was a no name at least. Yeah, yeah. it was a good yeah. test for him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. June. 12th. I'm actually excited. Michaela Mayer is on this card, and yeah, I Michaela really Mayer. like her. Um, she had some beef with Terry Harper, the WBC champ. Uh, she. I don't know. Are you familiar with Terry Harper? A little yeah, bit, not not too much. Yeah, she's. I really like her. Uh, she's, um, I remember I said in my interview, I go with Eddie Hearn, I go, she kind of, she reminds me, like she looks, she's, you would never believe she's a fighter. She's just like very innocent looking, almost like a school teacher. I said it and then she, she tweets back. She's like a school teacher. I'm like, I'm sorry. I go, I just, I didn't know, but she's, I said it, she's going to be a problem in, um, in the division. She's she's tough, but her and Michaela were saying, going back and forth, like, how do you not know that I'm accomplished? You won a title um, in X amount of fights and just Mm -hmm. they're going back and forth. And Terry kind of shut it down, was like, well, get yourself a world championship belt and then come talk to me. I was like, oh, oh." I was like, oh, I love it when girls talk shit. Like, (laughs) you know what? It's good. But no, I I really would like to see Michaela. Uh, I know that, you know, they always... They give the right opponents at the right time, but now mm. it's kind of like okay, now we gotta step it up. And I don't know who she's fighting this one, but I really like Michaela. Yeah. So it's um. Yeah, it I says, can't wait to see with this division. Yeah, Cynthia, what do you think about these Twitter beefs that are going on? You know, with Abner Mares, with Ryan, with uh, Leonardo. Honestly, sometimes I think that's the only fights that we're gonna get. Mm. Uh, it's more like just start something, and maybe it's genuine. And I, I don't mind reading it. I'm just like, ooh, shots fired. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and it's 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 quite fun. But, um, you know, at this time, it's kind of like, that's all you're going to see. We're not going to be able to see you guys in the ring anytime soon. So, um, you know, even with Gervonta and Ryan, well, that's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even Jorge Linares, I think that was the funniest one with yeah. uh, Ryan Garcia. <laughs> oh, my God. 
but recent it's, one you know, on it's Instagram. Good, it's good for the sport. Mm. It's good for the sport, and we need it. And we it gets them talking more on their social media. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there was talk that that fight was going to happen, but it w- there wasn't a whole lot of animosity. Like it seems like now it's starting to build up. <laughs> Here and there, yeah. and Gio touched on that. Like, man, you're in quarantine. Might as well like start some beef, you know, right? To get your, you know, to keep get something going. Yeah, and because so. once those the the internet when once you're able to travel, the, those fights will be made hopefully. And uh, I w- I don't mind seeing Jorge Linares. I mean, he's a is he four division, three division world champion, but he's not just some some. Joe Schmo off the street, like he's a he's a veteran, he's a decorated fighter, and to go up against Ryan Garcia, a hungry, young, talented fighter, I would really like to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was able to to hang in there with Lomachenko. He dropped him. Lomachenko dropped him, but he was still able to you know hang with Lomachenko. That's that's not easy. So I would like to see it. You know, let's see where Jorge Linares is at with, in his career. Does he still have it? Uh, and he looked excellent in his last fight over yeah. at the Honda Center. So uh, I can't be mad at that. Yeah, if you had to put money on one of them right now, who would you put money on? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I that I can't. I can't, I don't. That I don't know. I really that one I don't know because Ryan is uh, he can land his his punch, but Jorge is also slick like he's he's tricky but i don't know i'm not gonna answer that one (laughs) i'm not gonna answer that one yeah well that's 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 a fight that's i mean people were asking for it and hopefully that gets maybe not right away we we chimed in a little bit that anybody that ryan fights people are going to tune in like right now it's the best time for him to just to just to you know get get his you know yeah just to get warmed up and stuff and they're saying july 4th right for ryan yeah Yeah, i don't I know that it was said, but I don't know if it's a go. I'm not sure because uh, there's just a lot of red tape, obviously, because of, you know, where the fighters are going to fight. How are they going to house them? They have to be quarantined, obviously. Uh, It's just everyone involved. There's really no going in and out. So once you get tested and the testing is not cheap, it's very expensive. So that's why there's no media, obviously, because they those tests have to be reserved for the people that really matter so i I don't know i haven't really heard much i heard that in theory july 4th was going to be a go but i haven't heard much about it i feel like ufc handled it well right they they did have one one fighter and two of his cornermen who tested positive and was pulled out of that but that's you know think about that they tested they tested didn't he test negative the first time and then he tested positive Mm -hmm. the second time Mm -hmm. something like so think about that because they're being tested daily if he was asymptomatic that day when he got tested and then he became positive how many people are you around and we saw those videos of him like saying hello and to know that his corner men and it's like i know that you pull him out i i get that but you're you're already in a bubble already so how many people could you have possibly infected that are asymptomatic so it might not show up now. It might not show up the next week. It could mm-hmm. show up 14 days because that's how long it normally takes. But I don't know. I I don't. As of right now, UFC pulled it off, but they would they did it in Florida. Yeah. California's yeah. not open. Maybe if they're you know, unless they pitched it to Vegas, just like how Bob Arum did it. 
maybe it would work. I don't know. Cynthia, um, quick question. Who is the fighter that you're most looking forward to see a comeback? Who's the one, the guy, like, I want to see, that's the guy, if I had to see him one, you know, one last time, who's the guy that you would want to see come back into the ring? You're most excited one for? One last time, uh, or just in general, to in, come back in, in the general, the, the one that you're most excited to see back in the ring? It's not one person. It's Lomachenko versus Lopez. Ah, okay. That is a fight I would really like to see. <laughs> no, she's not gonna. She's answer. not gonna. Answer. <laughs> We're gonna ask for what? your for Who's your gonna pick. Win? Yeah. Um, I said at Loma. I mean, Lo, Lo, excuse me. Lopez has a big has. A, he has a really good chance, but I think at the end of the day, uh, Loma will take him into deep waters and just, just he'll he his timing his his timing is so impeccable. He'll be able to figure out Lopez eventually and just his angles his matrix moves all that kind of stuff it will happen but i said this in another podcast that if let's just say loma i mean it's me lopez does not win let's just say and he has a, a very good chance of winning it's not like he lost to a bad person like he would have lost to lomachenko you know or if lomachenko lost it's like okay he lost to a really good talented fighter who he did exactly what Loma said, fight me, get a belt, and then come fight me. He got a belt, and he won the belt in a fashion that it was outstanding. It was He gave a really good show. And so now it's kind of like you put your money where your mouth is, let's fight. So I'm going to say Loma points. Okay. We got it to answer. Yes. Reverse psychology. <laughs> it worked. No, I was going to answer that one. <laughs> okay. The other one, Lenares, Ryan, no, I don't. I don't. Because I don't know that one. That one I don't know. Okay. And do you want to go back to the Joshua Fury one or no? No. Too, too difficult? <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what? She's like, I got to see these guys one day. Is this yeah. a good time to call uh, our boy Anthony Sims? Yeah, let's, let's, let's give him a call and see if he answers. He should be... Should be uh, I can call him if he's like... Yeah, let's yeah. try. And you know what? That was the first time I, I saw you, Cynthia, at Venice Beach when they had that ah. workout for the Gallo... Estrada mm -hmm. against Orin Visay, the rematch, right? Yeah. Anthony Sims Jr. was on the undercard. Jesse Vargas uh -huh. was on the undercard. Um, Diego Pacheco was on the undercard. And um, you interviewed Sims, right? I did. And, uh, it's my first time interviewing him. Incredible. Yeah. Did he kind of catch you off guard? He did. Uh, you know, when I read about him and then just I did a, a quick research because that card was really stacked. Yeah. But then when he came out to the music, I'm like, oh, what is this music? I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then learning that he fights for mental mental illness, mental health, that's, uh, you know, a lot of people don't do that. They That's really one of his big goals. And um, his platform is really talk about that. And that really, for me, especially because the type of podcast I, I do, and that's I didn't even have that type of podcast mm -hmm. at the time, but it was kind of like, wow, I like this guy that, you know, it's more than just a paycheck yeah. or just a fight to him. It's it's much more. So um, you should definitely like get him on your podcast. He's been with I us. I will. You know, yeah. I have a running list, and uh, yeah. you know, there for people when people ask, well, why don't you just get so and so, so and so? I go, I there has to be a story about them, <laughs> yeah. and I really delve in. I dive into their into their background. I mean, I do research like it's nobody's business. <laughs> uh, that's I think that's why I have arthritis and carpal tunnel from writing so much <laughs> but um i i i i have him on my on my radar on my list and so um 
eventually get there. Maybe he could be one of my next guests. I just we'll find out. Find out. Let's, yeah, let's yeah I think um, the first time we had him was the first time I think that we were all in tears, right? Yeah. In the studio. And he was Aww. telling us a lot of crazy um, stories of his upbringing and yeah. just a lot of things. And yeah, it was crazy. If you guys want to check it out, it's still up on our YouTube channel. I believe that was like episode 11. Yeah, that's us. one of our very first yeah. episodes. We didn't, of course, we didn't expect... Uh, you know, to be in tears. If you asked us before the show, we were going to be crying at the end. We would we'd say no. But uh, yeah, again, it's, it's that podcast platform where, you know, little by little, you just dig deep, deeper, deeper, deeper. And he felt comfortable. And I'm sure he opened up his story so it can get out there. And so other people can can learn from his story, can relate, can oh. if they're going through something similar, you know, for them to see that there is light at the end of that tunnel. And so, yeah. yeah that was, oh, God. Oh, it's... Okay. um. Okay, so I'm going to try to get my podcast. So if you guys were crying, I will be sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so, yeah, it was yeah, it was one of those those memorable episodes. Um, so, yeah, we're going to see if we could get him on. He's probably having trouble. Yeah, try calling him from your phone. Yeah, yeah there's Anthony Sims Jr. Who, uh, who lost, actually, his last fight. Right? He lost for, he was fighting for one of the titles. What was it? Uh, like a Latin American title? Chris? Yeah, I yeah. I think that that was in Miami to, that that weekend. Yeah, I I think I'm trying to remember what happened because that was a great that card was it turned out to be a really good card. Yeah, uh, Daniel Roman was on it, right? Who? Roman. That was that. Oh that, yeah, that, that was the fight, the fight of the night. The fight of the night. Yeah, and uh, Jojo Diaz beat Seven Farmer. Yeah, Tara, that yeah. Same card. That Super Bowl weekend in Miami. He lost to uh, uh, Alexis Angulo. Yeah. That was his first loss. 20 wins, 18 knockouts. I, I'm trying to remember that fight, but I think he wasn't doing enough. And maybe, I don't want to say he was showboating. I, I can't remember, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough to win, though. I remember that. I just... Yeah, that was one of those fights where it was it was very close, and it seemed like for us that like he was winning, but his corner was telling him otherwise. But um. Oh yeah, yeah. No, his his corner was telling him he's clearly winning, and I I said no, he's not doing enough. But I don't, I can't remember. See, my phone keeps going off, and I turned it off on my computer. <laughs> I don't know. Apple, you guys have to figure this out. So sorry if my thing keeps chiming in. I don't know what to do no luck chris no luck Dang. he told us to call him before uh before the show so i don't know text him yeah text him we're trying to call you all right let's, he let's... might be roller he might be might roller be, skating yeah. right now <laughs> yeah. oh his roller skating is so dope that footwork i just watch it i'm like i wish i could do that you know his little routines i'm gonna see okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try to leave this. <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm off yeah, you guys can follow uh, Anthony Sims Jr. Whoa. At The Magician on Instagram. You guys could check out all his videos and his pictures. His stories are pretty funny. But yeah, check them out. Yeah, but he's been out there with his family. He's been with, hanging out with mom. So I'm, good. I'm oh, sure, yeah? like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the silver lining to this is you get to spend time with uh, with their loved ones, which, of course, they, they still have to get the bag. They still have to get back to, you know, to, to their, their careers. But, I mean... At least for now, I guess the silver lining is that they got to spend some time with their family, their loved ones. I see his, his story all the time. He's out there with his mom, with his sister. Very family-oriented uh, young man. 
Uh, and so, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll try to reach him and hopefully if we can't get him on today, we'll get him on for, for next episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have been a bummer. Sims. I would have, <laughs> but no, I'm going to, I will reach out to him because I just, I'm glad that you guys mentioned that, but, um, I remember hearing his story just a little and I'm thinking, oh my God, he's going to, it, it was really touching and very intense. And we're sitting at Venice beach. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, well, how old are you? <laughs> you know, it's just, I would never expect him to say those kind of things. And just, he's very well-spoken Yeah, and he's, uh, he has a very, he has a, he's a good soul. You could see it. You could see, you could see it in his, in his eyes. And when he speaks, he's very passionate about it. And he really truly means why he's fighting for his cause. Yeah. And he told us a story about when he was younger and a lot of tragedy was going on in, in his family. He actually lost the ability to read and speak. Yep. So it's yeah. crazy now that he's a great, you know, public speaker. Um, Chris invited him to Dominguez Hills to to give a speech to the students there, and they all loved him. Yeah, they That's didn't amazing. know who he was before, but after they all became fans. It was, it was pretty cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah he's I got that it, that it factor. So, um, yeah, not it's not everybody has it. Uh, you know, you develop it with life experiences, but he's got that it factor. Want to see how he bounces back from this from this from this loss? Um, that we've told like we, we I think we could be very real. We kept the very real. We're like, man, that was a tough fight, man. Like we're not the type to to sugarcoat anything. We're like that was a tough fight. It could have could have gone that way. Could have gone this way, you know. So, but you'll bounce back. Still got you. Something in this fight yeah. game is people, and he knows this first as a young man. He still, he knows that when he's winning, when he's winning, people are gonna be there close to him. When he takes his first loss, a lot of people are gonna you know just you know jump ship or or whatever. But yeah, he has a good mindset. I don't think he's he's too deterred from this loss. Um, he knows it's just a minor setback, and we'll see what happens next. Definitely can't wait to see him in the ring. We always yeah. get nervous when we see him. I personally always get yeah. nervous. <laughs> yeah, like we get nervous, especially when you have a, when you're friends with them. You yeah. have, and you, it's more than just an interview. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's like your your family that you're like, oh my god, you know. Imagine being the husband of a boxer or a wife of a boxer yeah. or a mother or a father watching your kid. You know, just it's. It's terrifying. It's yeah. terrifying to me. But it, then when I don't know them, I'm like, beat their fucking ass. Is there anybody in particular, any boxers out there that you get nervous for? Think that maybe you've gotten close through interviewing them or, you know, just being with them yeah. during fight week? Yeah, it, yeah, of course, Manny. You okay. know, after, especially after that now, that's that, that scary knockout. Mm. Especially, you know, coming him coming back at an older age. He's still, I mean, he's still great, but it's still kind of like you've, you've seen it happen and I don't want to see that repeat, especially if you're working it and you're like, oh my God. Um, who else would be, I mean, like him and Roman Gonzalez. Okay. It's because uh, his uncle was my trainer in New York. So, oh, wow. okay. and I just like, right. I can't speak Spanish. He can't speak <laughs> English. But we have this, we have conversations. And I interviewed his dad at the, in yeah. Texas. Okay. And uh, I'm so happy I got it. And I don't know if the guy was really translating it fully, but uh, it was, it was so good to hear that he was like, you know, what's going to be next for him. And, you know, he's so happy that he won and now it's the game plan and just, you know, defend his title and blah, blah. I was like, I'm so happy I got this because I don't want to ruin, you know, Roman's moment 
And uh, I didn't know if the dad was going to talk to me because <laughs> his, his brother is my trainer. And so I'm kind of like, please. But like I said, I don't know if it was completely translated. No one really said anything in the comments, but it was, he's one that I was just like holding my breath. I'm like, you know, and I'm on press row. You're not supposed to cheer for anyone. So I'm kind of like, I was, I was nervous to watch, but you know, after his nasty knockout too. So it's, yeah. I think it's the ones that had the really, really bad knockouts that um, hmm. you're afraid that God forbid anything happens. Yeah. 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 I was a little bit surprised to see him at the Nicaragua show, honestly. Right. Yeah. He was just there and, and you he saw the there. images. Mm-hmm. You saw the I images want- of him getting uh, the hand sanitizer, wiping down his feet yeah. and going through the whole uh, process of getting inside the arena mm-hmm. and then doing the interview with the mask on and yeah. him touching yeah. it 87 times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know what? I think it is great because, A, he's a world champion. Um, he's, he's the king. You know, as Doug Fisher would always say, he the king is back. And uh, he is a champion. He's he's a national hero. So for him to come out and show, you know what, yeah. boxing, it needs to come back, but in a healthy and a safe way. And if they were able to do it and socially distance, like, their seats, the way that they sat them, it was very interesting. It was different. Mm-hmm. But it was it was good to see when we were all stuck at home when nothing was happening for us, we're like, okay, at least some country is trying to figure it out. And um, I think it was great for the sport. And he, you know, he enjoyed it. And it was, um, it was good to see him back. Yeah. Well, um, he was hidden for so long. Yeah. Cynthia and I were present at um, one of his last uh, little pressers in Anaheim. Uh, Cynthia, going in there, did you, I, I'll, I'll tell you my, my impression. I did not think he was going to win that last fight. Uh, a lot of people kind of, you know, this just, last fight. Yeah, the last one where he won the title. He was the underdog. He was right? the underdog. Yeah. And so I don't was know. Was he really? I thought he was not the underdog. I think he was a slight, slight underdog. Slight, yeah, slight. Kind of like 55 oh, 45. I, I knew he was going to win. Oh, okay. <laughs> she knew it. She knew no, it. Meaning, no meaning. So obviously, I want him to win. Yeah. But then when uh, when I'm watching the fight, what, what what's his name again that he fought? Um, yeah, it's a complicated name. Yesai, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something with a Y, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Yesai Fai, something like that. Yeah, yeah, complicated name. Oh, what's his name? Say it again. I think you, Yesai. Oh, <sighs> Kalia Fai. There you go. There you go, there. So I, when I saw Kalia Fai fighting, you know, the way he was fighting, I'm like, wow, Chocolatito looks like he has not missed a beat. He mm. looks that stronger. Inside he looked, game? He looked oh my like his prime again. And Calify was fighting Chocolatito's fight. He couldn't adjust. And I'm thinking, oh, he's gonna lose. And and he and he knew it. And he knew every round that he did not adjust to fight um his way, I'm like, he's gonna lose his title. But now he's moving up in weight. So Yeah. But I, I yeah. Yeah, he looked- that was uh, that was interesting seeing him during the presser. When I saw him when I worked fight week. I interviewed Kalyafai, and even when he said, I go, how do you feel that you're actually, first of all, you're fighting a former world champion, but you're not just fighting a former, it's not just a world champion, it's Chocolatito. He's he's one of the best. And he's like, he's one of my idols. He's one I looked up to, but he's like, I feel bad that I'm going to be hitting him and possibly Mm -hmm. knocking him out. Mm -hmm. Obviously we knew what happened, but uh, you know, that's, that's that's a lot of pressure. For, for Yafai and a lot of pressure for Roman because 
he needed to prove that he he belonged. He needed to win another world title so he can get his shot with Sorung beside. Yeah. Did you see that one? Um, the one video with uh, Srisukit, Sorung Visai, yeah. and Chocolate Tito. He's like, I challenge you to a dance off. Did you see <laughs> wow. that? I didn't see that one. I saw when he called them out for the fight. It's so okay. hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. He starts dancing. Sorung Visai starts dancing to like this uh, Thai house beat, techno beat. It's so cute though. And so challenged. <laughs> You have to watch it. It's really funny. It's good. And I like that because he's like, I can't wait to see you back in the ring. Um, and, you know, he com- they, they, they're very cordial, especially, you know, he apologized for knocking him out uh, in the interview. He apologized. He's like, I'm happy that you're in good health. I want you to be back in the ring. I want to fight you again. Um, obviously, there's El Gallo, you know, so yeah. mm-hmm. I want to see them all fight because it's one of my favorite weight classes. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Courtney Harden says, this is a dope interview. Cynthia's always great. Uh, thanks, thank you guys. Courtney. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Yeah, and then uh, Cuadras, I saw on Instagram too. He's trying to put his name in that mix of the Chocolatito mix? and okay. Gallo and uh, well, Sorongisai. Well, he's the only one besides El Gallo to beat Srisaket, Sorongisai. Yeah. So before El Gallo beat him, it, it was kind of like, well, he fought him and lost, but he fought him and lost. So it was kind of like that. They all fought yeah. each other. And, and it's not like they were throwing only 500 punches. They were throwing like over a thousand punches. Yeah. Uh, but it's good that Carlos is coming back. And um, I want to see what he has left in the tank. I know. I think he fought. Didn't he fight in, I believe, Mexico? I believe so, yeah. I don't, a little little comeback fight. Yeah, yeah, it was a little comeback fight. But I that it's a, it's such a talented division. It's it's a great, it's one of the, my superflies are one of my favorites. So I want to see Cuadras come back and see how he does. And then um, hopefully he can challenge for another world title. But there is that's a very talented division. Guy wants to keep his belt. Uh, Chocolatito wants to, his belt, keep his belt. So Rungvasai wants his belt back. Um, and I'm curious to see how he would fight in in the rematch with um, fighting Strata. Southpaw, fighting the way yeah. he normally fights. Yeah. Not orthodox. That was a little weird. I remember, to me. he told me he goes, "I have something up my sleeve. I have a surprise for him." Hmm. And when I saw him fighting Orthodox, I'm like, "Don't tell me that's a surprise. Don't tell me because it's not happening. It's <laughs> it not didn't working. Work. It not did working. Not work at all." But uh-huh. you know, you live and learn. And uh, he, they fight another day, and that's all that matters. That's the thing with uh, with um, with Chocolatitos. Win that kind of opens up an, another big payday for Sword because once Sword lost that title, I mean, yeah, he could run it back with with. Uh, but Gallo, but that kind of just makes makes a, the perfect trifecta where they could fight each other, make make some good money. Um, oh, all yeah. day. I mean, and I'm not taking any way, anything away from El Gallo. I mean, he fought a brilliant yeah. fight. I mean, he was masterful. He was skillful. He did everything right and then some. Uh, and it was just, I, I, it was beautiful. So if El Gallo fights the same exact way and Sorun Vasai fights the way he normally does, we're in for one hell of a battle, like one hell of a fight. Uh, so it would it would be very very fun and interesting. And then if Chocolatito can you know get in that mix and uh, you know two titles in there, I, it's 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 endless. It's endless, and that's you know it's endless. Nice. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. So so today marks the day three years ago, hmm. Errol Spence Jr. defeated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kelbrook. That Kelbrook? was an incredible fight in England. 
Uh-huh. Do you th- I remember that. Yeah. Do you, what do you th- first of all, what do you think about that fight, Cynthia? I was on the edge of my seat and I'm like, man, this guy's, you know, he, he traveled all the way mm-hmm. to to UK to to fight Kelbrook, a national, you know, a hero there, the the champion. And I was like, man, he's you know what? It's balls. Like these are fighters with balls to go into someone's home country. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not even a state. It's a different country. Yeah, across the he world. Have fans yeah. there the whole time he was being, he walked out, he was being booed and they, I forgot what they bought. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the whole country bought this thing at the grocery store. They were sold out and they were throwing it. I don't know. I can't yeah, remember. It was, it was something. Yeah, some, bread. I forgot I can't what it remember. was. It was something like, yeah. Corn, not cornbread. It was something. Was it like Twinkies like, or something? They, it was a so, des- it was kind so, of a pastry, and they threw it at him. And I'm sitting yeah. there. I go, wow. I knew Errol Spence. I knew his fighting, but the way he fought against Cal Brook and his once that orbital eye went, I'm like, they can't. Like, yeah. you know, this is your eye. And you know, I remember watching it at home with a couple uh, media guys, like Stephen Ko artist and um, uh, Constantino Tino um, Garcia. Like yeah, that's what, I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. but we were watching it. And I'm like, oh my god, this guy! Like, stop it! It's just all I think about is throwing the towel. He could go blind. I'm scared his eyeball is gonna fight. Like, it's this is your eyeball, you know? Yeah. His wife is crying. It's just, you know, it's one of those things you have to save the fighter from themselves because yeah. to fight really, literally another day, or he can't see, and then his career is a wrap. Was, was, but um, I was so happy for Calibre. I mean, excuse me, um, Errol Spence. I mean, for him to bring that title and he, he fought, I mean, he won outright, just beautiful performance. Yeah, and that was, a, was that the same orbital bone that Triple G had previously? Nope. The other the other one Gennady got. So <laughs> I'm thinking, I remember I asked Dominic Engel mm-hmm. during the, uh, in, um, or what was that during the uh, YouTube fights mm-hmm. when Billy Joe fought here? Okay. During the, uh, the Staples Center. Yeah. Because Dominic Engel was Cal Brook's trainer at the time and, and now Billy Joe's. I'm like, with Cal Brook, you know, you're his trainer, also kind of like a father figure. You've known him forever. Isn't there a point that you say, you know what, you both your eyes, you you shouldn't fight? It's You know, those are your eyes. It's, it's your sight. And he says, you know, he knows what's best. And I know what... Uh, I know it's, he knows what's best for him. I'm like, sometimes they don't, you know, you could mm-hmm. always say you have to save them from themselves, but um, I don't know. He did, he did all right. He fought not too long ago. He did well, but I, I didn't really see the whole fight because my zone kept going in and out. So I don't, I don't know, but I heard that he did, he did fight pretty well. Okay. But, um, would I want to see him? I don't know who he would fight. I'm your kind. I mean, Amir Khan, that's the last big. Oh yeah, that's the that's the honestly that should be the fight and Dunzo. It's a wrap. Do it in UK in the Um, garden at the new garden. That's your fight, both of you. Whoever wins, retirement done. Yeah, I I feel like that's like one of those fights where Victor T's Bam Bam Reels. Yep. Explain what? Yeah. Yeah, That's that's one of those fights where these guys don't want to fight because they don't want to have that L next to their name from that other guy. I think that's yeah. What, yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, Victor Ortiz, I think will get in the ring. I mean, oh. I would, I know the whole thing with Errol Spence and people are like, Oh my God, they're talking shit. I go, well, they know each other. It's just Errol's older. Uh, yeah. But eventually they, they will have to fight 
if Errol stays at this weight, but also Victor is growing. So I mean, Victor, excuse me, Virgil is, oh, Virgil is young and he's oh, growing. So depending on when he can fight next, because he was supposed to fight right before this quarantine got um, killed everything. Well, excuse me, I don't want to say that. Shut everything down. Um, but I would love to see Virgil and Errol fight. That's, mm-hmm. I think that would be a great fight. <laughs> skill yeah. versus skill. Down the road, down the road, that would be yeah. a good fight. Virgil Ortiz is the real deal, man. Yeah, yeah he really is. He's he really is legit. I like that kid a lot. He's yeah. he's solid. I think solid we shared kid. with you, right? I always share this with people. Did did you know like he's not allowed to have a girlfriend? Can't <laughs> yeah, date. Yeah, you told me that. yeah, we told you, right? <laughs> I wanted you told me that. I wanted to ask him. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Who told I, you that? Huh? Just be a confidential source. Told people me this. Might this be true. like, why are you trying to hit on him? Ew, no. <laughs> Ew, no. He's like a brother to me, so. <laughs> I don't know. I could be like a lot of their moms, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder. I, I, I'm sure that's still up there because he's, he's still very ultra focused, uh, very, very focused young man. Good. Yeah, he has a yeah. good team. His dad, you know, he's guiding him in the right way. But yeah, that's a great fight. Errol Spence and Virgil down the road. That's going to be a mm-hmm. tough fight for Errol, for sure. That's this kid is different. So. What sucks yeah. is that their careers are on pause, though, yeah. especially for the younger guys. Like we mentioned, Ryan Garcia. Mm-hmm. Now people want him to skip that step of fighting a guy like Linares and go straight to a world title type. to a guy like Gervonta mm-hmm. or Devin Haney. Right. And I feel like a yeah. lot of these guys kind of feel maybe a little pressure to do it because now they're like, they see yeah. nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Right. Look at yeah, what happened. Nothing is guaranteed. Because we don't know, God forbid, that we go into another quarantine in the fall. Because, I mean, if we barely open up now, Mm -hmm. look at we. How long we've been in quarantine? Like three months. Well, I've been in quarantine much when I got back from Texas, basically. Yeah. So. Almost three months. Almost three months. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine if it got you know if it comes back in the fall. Oh Lord. Yeah, I'm hearing that this the the big hotspot now is, is South America. Like that's now the first Brazil. Of, yeah, first it was China, then Italy, and then the states. And now it's like, like Brazil, South America. They're getting hit. They're starting to get hit. And yeah, this well, is- you know, down in Imperial Imperial County, where Andy Ruiz, like down yeah. there by San Diego, mm-hmm. around that area, that was um, a hotspot. Not too a couple like last week, maybe. Mm. They had a, a surge of um, infections and they had, a, it's not in Mexico. So they had a lot of those cases going to San Diego to open up hospitals for them. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows yeah. what fights are going to be made as of now? It's, you know, you can see who's the A side and the B side and mm-hmm. the fights scheduled as of now in June, yeah. right? July and August. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I just saw Courtney. Uh, he said now UFC is putting in more strict testing. How much more strict testing can there be? Mm. They're already being tested every day. Is it a different test? I know that there's that nose test. There is a test that they find in like 20 seconds or something. But I don't know how foolproof a lot of these tests are. So I, I don't. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see. I know that. Uh, Bob Aaron, I mean, obviously, that's where the promotion company has to put in the most money is the testing. So I'm curious to see um, what kind of testing they're going to do. And yeah, I'm just I'm just curious. I'm I'm, I'm just curious how it, they're all going to roll boxing out. So we shall see June 9th. June. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's definitely going to set the stage for the remainder of the year. See how those fights play out. Um, Nicaragua mm-hmm. was like the first of of 
the comeback of boxing. We'll see what happens. And so, yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be fun to see. And well, uh, well, I mean, for us, we're not going to really, we're going to really see like what, uh, what their coach, I'm, I'm, I want to hear what their coaches say in the corner. I love to hear (laughs) what the coaches say. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting because I don't think in boxing we've ever had that right. In sports like soccer, when sometimes the fans get banned and they have to fight without fans, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, play without play fans. fans, you know, we've seen it before, but in boxing, oh, really? we haven't yeah, really... that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes when soccer fans start riots or whatnot before oh, during, or see. after the game, sometimes they get banned and the next couple games they have to play without fans. So we've seen it and it's very interesting, but now the boxing, you know, yeah. it's going to be like UFC. You're going to hear every punch. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna hear the instructions. I even heard that in one of the fights, you can hear Joe Rogan and somebody else having a conversation on the side in the oh, middle yeah. of the fight, and then they kind of caught themselves and were like, "Oh shoot, <laughs> they can hear us." Yeah, because yeah, you don't you don't realize that how loud you are when um, there's no crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 just it's second nature to just have a conversation, even like uh, when you have your headphones on in general. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like, "Why are you screaming?" You're like, "Oh, what? I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know that." I mean, sometimes like when you get early to the fights, right, you're the only one there. So you're screaming, you can hear the corner and everything. But yeah, throughout the whole event, it's interesting. It's like having, it's like being mic'd up in a way, get to hear everything. Yeah, (laughs) that should be, that should be fun. That's going to be the fun aspect of that, I guess. Yeah. Besides boxing, Cynthia, what are you most uh, looking forward to? What other sports? You're a football fan, right? Yeah, Yeah. I'm excited. What's the word on football? When are they coming back or? What's their plan? I don't know. I mean, we just saw the the draft, yeah, the draft, so that was fun to watch. But I don't. I well, I know Patriots are supposed to. Well, I'm a I'm a Pats fan, so I don't know. I don't really know when NFL is supposed to start, but I know that they're they're fighting. They're playing uh, in December, like I think a week after each other. Like the way that they scheduled their uh, their games, that they'll do two games home or wherever they're at, mm. so it's not as much traveling, yeah. but. I haven't really followed football since, you know, the draft. Didn't so we'll uh, Tom Brady get Stop. traded or something? <laughs> and Gronk is back, apparently. Oh, is wow. he back? Uh, but he's well, back that's with, what they said, with Tampa Bay. With Brady, yeah. That's oh, right. really? Yeah. Huh. That's, his, that's his buddy, man. Yeah. Getting that check together. But it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I'm like, it's all right. We'll see. Well, I mean, I'm just happy that it will be back. I just, um, I want to see, what is it? Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. The yeah. new one, the Raiders. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Ra- yeah, the Raiders Stadium is the Ram. Is the one here done yet or not yet? The Rams. Imagine one? you. They build these year. bajillion yeah. dollar stadiums, and there's you no can't even have fans, fans in it. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Talk about money lost. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I just thought That's, about that. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Kind of like the Olympics right now, they're pushing it to next year. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure oh, they, they haven't pushed it yet. I thought they yeah they they, they pushed it for 21 mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, I, that I remember. They were getting a lot of slack or flack for not postponing it or like not doing anything. And I'm like, it's a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> no one can travel to another country to even try to work out to do anything. We can't even work out at a gym. So what makes you think you're going to be able to go? do an in or whatever sport to compete yeah we're working out here in this like the studio becomes a gym <laughs> after this we yeah. have like the guys come in it <laughs> no no i get it i mean it's hard it's it's just it's the new normal for us and it's weird that 
you know, some people don't believe in the mask. Some people don't believe in the virus. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? It's if you don't wear a mask, it's it's weird now. It's kind of like, why aren't you wearing a mask? Feel a little guilty, huh? Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah, and I'm just, you know, it's if people don't believe in it, it's like at least do it out of respect for the other person. It's kind of like when you smoke in a restaurant, you're mm-hmm. not supposed to, mm-hmm. or wear a shirt. If you wear no shirt, no shoes, no service, it's it's I it, I feel like it's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, when you when you run to the store, you forget your mask. You're like, I forgot my mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, so, I mean, have you called out anybody for not wearing or have you seen any of that out, out there? Cynthia, I know you've mostly been. Uh, home, yeah, I've seen it and I just kind of steer away because I don't I'm not going to go confront someone <laughs> because it's such a re, it's a really touchy subject, yeah, especially yeah. what you see in the news right now. What's been going on mm, yeah. a lot of a lot of hatred, a lot of like hate crimes, a lot of just mm-hmm. a lot of bad things that are happening that in the world that it's it, it shouldn't be happening on top of a pandemic. Yeah. So um, I just, I just kind of go the other way. I'm not going to, God forbid, I don't want to lose my life over a fucking mask. Mm-hmm. I don't want, you know, whatever. Yeah. I saw yeah. a very good post by Kuzma from the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He, he posted the picture of, of the gentleman um, um, under the cop, basically, right, yeah. with the knee on his head. And, oh. and he said, this virus has been here for 400 years, and there's still no vaccine for it. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. It's, it's really That's sad. It's, it's sad. I mean, what, there was another, the, the, the kid that got shot, uh, is his name Aubrey? I can't remember his name, but mm-hmm. it's, it's really sad. It's bad. Really yeah. Bad. yeah, it, it seems it, like uh, yeah, it seems like uh, especially now everybody's at home like this. This one really, this the way it, the matter that it went down, you know, yeah. I think and everybody being like quarantined, everybody like really, this one's really hitting big. Well, it's they're everywhere. closing. I just saw someone text me on the one hundred and one that they're shutting down. Uh, yeah, the one hundred and one freeway to protest tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah, by downtown, and I, you know what. I, I'm not mad at that because mm-hmm. what you saw in that video, like some people didn't see the full video. I saw what whatever I saw of the video that people have posted, like up until the end, um, that they checked his pulse. And I'm like, I don't think he's alive, honestly, just by looking at it. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. And I'm like, it's just, it was, it was just inhumane. It was the most dis- one of one of the most disgusting things I've seen. When you hear, "I can't breathe," "I can't move," "I can't," like, and he just is there on his knee, on his on his neck. Obviously, you know, with no oxygen, no, he can't breathe. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just my heart is with their family, my and with the victims. It's just it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, we're almost about two hours in. Wow. <laughs> almost two hours in. So let's end it on uh, your podcast. Let's promote your podcast. You said new episode uh, out tomorrow, correct? New episode drops tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time. I actually put a time because I'm like, I will be accountable. Just drop it. It's already done. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. It's of Sean Oakman, uh, defensive end football player for the former Baylor Bears, Baylor University, and XFL Wildcats. Rest in peace, Wildcats. Yeah, that was, the XFL, you know, right? It's gone. Yeah, they oh, had to shut yeah, shut business crazy. because yeah, this pandemic, and they had five games in, and uh, it was you know it was a promising it was a promising yeah. uh, league. 
they had the numbers on that for people to watch. It was kind of like the appetizer to NFL were like, but this was so fun and good. It's just, you know, anything, any kind of football, any kind of sport just to get people going. But um, he really tells his life story and uh, it's, it's good. It's good. You guys will really enjoy it. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where he's going to end up when, once this pandemic lifts and uh, we'll see where where it goes from there, but it drops tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time on anchor.fm also available on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Perfect. And one last question. What, what's, uh, what are some goals that you want to accomplish uh, through this new podcast of yours, Cynthia? I want to reach the masses with different types of uh, people, not, not necessarily boxers or athletes, just any regular person that you could be your neighbor, could be your sister. It could be anyone that someone can relate to uh, because I know we look at athletes in a different way, but they're just like everyone else there. They live, breathe, they have a story. And um, I want to be able to just tell real stories about real people and touch people's lives because someone is suffering. Someone is going through something that they have gone through and they feel like they're alone. But I want them to know that they're not, that there are people out there that have gone through what they've gone through. And this is um, this is what they've done. And this is their story. And maybe they can um, look at them and say, I can do it too. Hey, there you go. Nice. Hi. Any any last words before we get out of here? Cynthia, where can we find you? YouTube channel, Instagram, all that good stuff? Yeah, my YouTube is at the real, oh, me, uh, the real Fight with Cynthia Conte, same as my podcast. Uh, Instagram is at the real fight girl. Uh, Twitter is at Cynthia underscore Conte. And you can also see my other interviews for Ring Magazine, which is Ring Digital YouTube channel. And then, um, yeah, so make sure you guys tune into my podcast. So, and then after that, episode four drops, and that's another audio series. Can't tell you who it is, but it's mega. Ooh, nice. Nice. All right, well, Cynthia, thank you for joining us once again. Thanks, great combo. Bye. Great seeing you. Good to know that you're doing well and, you know, digging into your creative side with yeah. the podcast and all the content that you're uh, putting out there. Thank Good you. Stuff. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I hope you guys are stay, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and um, hopefully I'll see you guys at the fights one day. <laughs> hey, live fights eventually. If you know, not... Yeah. This is this is this is not bad. We got, we're learning Zoom and all these new yeah, fancy yeah. fancy <laughs> schmancy tech things. Yeah, it's pretty but convenient, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> really is. I mean, you know, dress professionally up on top, pajamas on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, o- I'm only dressed from like the waist up. Everything. <laughs> 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 Me too. <laughs> I don't have to wear a heel. I mean, I miss wearing my high heels, but. I don't really miss wearing makeup or eyelashes. So I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at that, but I just, I miss seeing people. I miss hugging people. I miss just, you know, just, I just miss people in general. I'll talk to anybody at this. I'll talk. I love going to the grocery store so I can just talk to somebody, (laughs) anybody, (laughs) but no, I want to thank you guys. I appreciate it. And keep up the great work. Hey, thank you very much. And let's send some last shout outs here uh, on the comment section. Shout out to Courtney, Courtney, Harden for joining us. Thank you guys for your comments. Shout out to Sean, Just Boxing Live. Shout out to uh, Dr. Ooze podcast. Make sure to check that out. Our friend from the UK, he has good uh, boxing content 
he has good content on just general health, things like that. He's supposed to release uh, an interview soon with uh, Manny Robles, yeah. and he has some. Uh, he has one with Alex Ariza as well. So uh, check that oh, out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shout out to our, all our friends from the UK. Hope you guys are doing well. Hey. I'll say they just want to thank you for being on the show. You're part of the family. You're, you know, like one of the regulars. And so we want to thank you. Unofficial member. Unofficial member. <laughs> so anybody that's watching, support her, follow her. You know, she's one of the premier interviewers, not just in boxing, but in sports as a whole. And, you know, future storyteller. I know you have a lot of stories that you're going to share that's going to impact not just boxing, but the, you know, the sports world. So just keep doing your thing, Cynthia. We're going to keep supporting you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, that makes me happy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm emotional today. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us. This was Against the Ropes episode 89. Thank you, Cynthia, once again. Make sure to check her out on all the platforms. Make sure to follow us on all platforms as well. And that's been it for, for us, folks. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Please. Bye. You know what? Let's end it with, with a round of applause here. Yeah. <laughs> I want to end it with uh, Cynthia's line. Do your line, Cynthia. My Oh, it's finite, bitches! Hey. <laughs> <laughs>